When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into a very victorious episode of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX, and I am joined, of course, by our vice mayor of the press box in Colorado, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. We're just here to talk about, you know, run-of-the-mill game for the D-backs, you know, 11-4 to win. Uh, no, no other big storylines, right, Derek? Nope. Nothing? <laughs> Nothing to talk about? Yes, the, yes, they had a dominant win, but at what cost, Jesse? At what cost? Yeah, so Corbin Carroll, obviously, we'll just we'll just jump right in. This is what everyone wants to know. It. You might have seen some some info on Twitter already. Uh, the Diamondbacks manager Tori Lovello said that Corbin Carroll has a left knee contusion. Uh, that he is day to day. The Diamondbacks uh, are not making any roster moves, at least not as of right now. Um, and Tori Lovello said that Corbin Carroll did not even have any imaging. Uh, so this was all just from a trainer just kind of feeling around and, okay. you know, doing their, their normal stuff. And I guess they feel confident it's a contusion. Uh, we followed up and asked if Corbin would be getting an MRI tomorrow just per, as a precaution. Uh, and Tori Lovello said, no, the team as of right now does not plan on doing that. So uh, it appears, Derek, that the Diamondbacks dodged oh an enormous, an enormous bullet here this evening. It was a bad night in Colorado for Arizona sports fans. Uh, I mean, at that moment, it was probably the worst moment. Uh, Suns were down. I don't know if you were aware of this by a lot at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> even with the Diamondbacks being up, we had this horrible uh you know, breathtaking moment that Corbin Carroll was was injured, uh, potentially making uh, an impressive an attempt to make an impressive play there in right field. Uh, everybody in the chat is wondering 
where my purple hair is, Jesse. Um, <laughs> and, I have the same uh, question. Derek. My only answer for that is the month of April is not over yet. I'm not saying that they could potentially lose extra games. We know it's in the bag. We know the purple hair is happening. I saw all of your tweets. I got every single one of them. Uh, and even though I was very high at a concert, I appreciated them. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, offense, very high as well, not only in elevation in Colorado, but the offense has been coming up big uh, for this team in the last two days against the Rockies. The D-backs were 7-for-17 with runners in scoring position today and now have a 313 batting average as a team with runners in scoring position since April 7th, uh, which is third in Major League Baseball behind the Texas Rangers and the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's that's made up for a lot of other issues that the D-backs have had, right? A lot of times, yeah. whether or not you win a game doesn't necessarily come down to how good your pitching was or how good your offense was overall. It comes down to did you get hits? Did you come through in the situations that are most crucial in those games? And the Diamondbacks have done that. They have consistently come through uh, in those big spots pretty much the entire season. The D-backs are still... Uh, you know, in the top half of the league in pretty much all offensive categories with runners in scoring position, something they really struggled with, especially at the start of last season. That has not at all been an issue for them so far. Tyler Hurd in the comments says, we have a plus 13 run differential finally. Let's go! Plus differential. Let's go. Yeah, uh, I, I, on, about that, Derek, I, I do have to say this. Uh, I, I kind of knew just looking at the roster and, and whatnot that this Colorado Rockies team wasn't wasn't great. Um but man, this, this this Rockies team is not great. And if you're looking for a place to kind of get your offense right, if you're if you got some guys stuck in slumps trying to get out of them, uh, or if you just want to, you know, get your get your team run differential well into the green, uh, it's. I mean, this this offense the Rockies have is not good. Uh, I know their their starter today, Noah Davis, came in with a nice ERA, but. You look at his AAA numbers and whatnot, you kind of figured he maybe wasn't quite as good as, as uh, those numbers uh, looked in his first two starts. And this was also his first time pitching in Coors Field. Uh, and, you know, you have to feel for any young pitcher uh, pitching in this ballpark for the first time. And uh, it did not go well for him today. Well, we t discussed a couple of things coming into the series, Jesse. And one of the things is, is that the, the Rockies uh, have not played good baseball this year, but they were playing good baseball in the last couple of games, let's just say. And, of course, the one thing that you're kind of concerned about with the Diamondbacks team that has played well or at least had good showings against tough teams uh, and even won some of those series against some of the better teams in baseball, they, 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 they tend to you know sometimes play down to their competition or, or sometimes not win the winnable series in between that they should be winning. Uh, this is not the case with this series. The Rock, uh, the Rockies have been steamrolled by the Diamondbacks so far in this series. It's, it's not even been close. And uh, again, we talked about the offense being on roll, but Christian Walker, he's back three for five with two RBI today. Yeah. Emmanuel Rivera continues to hit, uh, and he is unstoppable. He's three for five. And then you had Alec Thomas and Jose O'Hara each pitching in with two hits each. So it was just uh, a, a great day all around. But of course, we know. Uh, who our risk king is, Jesse, all hail Geraldo Perdomo. It's crazy, man. Like, you, I mean, you look at the numbers that Perdomo's put up, and honestly, I think for these first couple weeks of the season, we just looked at those numbers and we're like, all right, like, yeah, he's not really hitting the ball hard. I don't, I don't believe this for a second. 
And he just continues to do it, right? And and that home run, that three-run homer that he hit, that was not a cheap course field home run. I think that gets out of uh, out of a number of ballparks or at least is an extra base hit in pretty much every ballpark and had an XBA of almost 700 or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he's impacting the baseball. Uh, we did talk with Tori Lovello a little bit about Perdomo after the game. Uh, and in, in particular, that Perdomo has had an opportunity to kind of focus a little bit on his left-handed swing. Um, being a being a switch hitter, you know, you kind of have to work on both separately. You know, they they tend to be different for for hitters. They're not, you know, your swing from the left side is not at all necessarily the same as your swing from the right side. But because the D-backs have Perdomo in a platoon with Nick Ahmed, he's gotten almost all of his at bats this year from the left side, um, and he's just really been able to focus in on that. And and I think the D-backs have taken a lot of pressure off him as well. Uh, Tori Lavello talked also about. You know what happened last year with Perdomo being shoved into the everyday role when Nick Ahmed went down with injury, and how honestly I don't think Perdomo was was ready for that, and it was somewhat unfair to put him in that position all of a sudden, and you know force him to be a player that I, I don't think he was at that point. Uh, this year, there's been less pressure, and uh, man, uh, the numbers. I, I still don't know if he's going to hit 390 the whole year, Derek, but the numbers continue to be uh, really, really good for Geraldo Perdomo. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo's batting average with runners in scoring position this season, Jesse, as of today uh, or after today's game is 588, which leads all of Major League Baseball. It's not bad. Uh, not bad. <laughs> uh, he was three for five today with four RBI and the one home run. And of course, of course, Geraldo Perdomo is our PHNX D-backs king snake. Uh, look at that. Look at, look at that guy. Three for five, four RBI. That dinger. I mean, come on. I, I just don't know what else to say about this team other than uh, we we knew where we were going to get contributions were. It's the reason why we're so worried about Corbin Carroll and his injury. Uh, but we weren't expecting to get contributions like this from someone like Geraldo Perdomo. It's not to say we have always called him our risk king. This is nothing new. We knew about this long before. Uh, he was actually leading the majors in, in batting average with runners in scoring position. We knew what he was capable of. We saw it. We saw that twinkle in his eye. But, I mean, again, if they're able to have guys like this come on and con- contribute in this way, uh, it's going to make up for, you know, the shortcomings at times uh, and, and really, you know, hopefully lead this team to not have those offensive slumps like we saw last season where the entire team suddenly was unable to produce runs or, or hit. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the D-backs navigate this moving forward, right? You've still got Jordan Lawler uh, right around the corner. You've got Nick Ahmed, uh, you know, theoretically departing in free agency this offseason. I'd be pretty surprised if the D-backs tried to bring him back. Sure, uh, so, enough. yeah, I mean, you know, in a sense, the D-backs already had their next shortstop, uh, you know, not not far away. We could see Jordan Lawler as soon as the end of this year. But suddenly, Geraldo Perdomo... Has, has very much put himself in position to be like, oh, yeah, you should probably think about this guy, too, in, in your future plans, right? He might not just be the, you know, utility infielder, solid defender type of a guy uh, that we've sort of expected him to be. And, and yeah, I mean, Perdomo, honestly, even if, you know, even if the offense does take a bit of a step back, even if he winds up being even a league average offensive player, there's still a lot of value there because he, he continues to be very good defensively at shortstop. He made a nice play um, earlier in this game in particular. So uh, yeah, I mean, he just brings it on, on both sides of the ball. And uh, I think the D backs are, are really excited about his future. 
Speaking of both sides of the ball, let's take a look at the Corbin Carroll injury. We actually have some uh, images of that occurring. Uh, He kind of, uh, this is what caused the left knee contusion. He just went up and kind of tried to protect himself from that wall with his knee, which I think is, is obviously a reactionary thing, but never a great idea. Right. Um, uh, And then he kind of plowed into there. It definitely looked way worse. And especially with the amount of personnel they brought on the field. Yeah. I felt the sense of panic, Jesse, like I've never felt before uh, in my whole entire life. Uh, And and, I mean, uh, I have a child, so I don't know what that (laughs) says about my feelings about Corbin Carroll, but uh, you can, you can, you can deduce, you know, the, the, the rest from there. Yeah. I I do have a couple other things to share on this. Um, So, so Tori Lavella went out there. He was one of the last people out there. Uh, he said the first thing that Corbin told him was, I think I'm going to be okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was kind of the first thing that gave um, Tori and, you know, the D-back staff as a whole some optimism. Um, they also, I don't know if they showed this on the TV broadcast, but they had the cart. They had, you know, they were, they were fully prepared to, to get Corbin Carroll off of the field via a electric vehicle i wasn't uh, ready for that i wasn't was, ready to see that it was fired up and ready to go they opened the door down the left field line right near the where the mm. foul pole was they had it ready oh to go God. um and then you know it was kind of this this big moment when suddenly that car drove away and that door closed as corbin was able to walk off on, under his own power um but yeah i mean this was this was a scary moment. I mean, you could, it, it, as you said, it was a long time. Corbin Carroll was on the ground for a long time. Yeah. Um, and you didn't know, like, in the moment, I mean, you know, we talked with Tommy Henry after the game about what, you know, what it's like as a teammate seeing that happen. And I mean, I was seeing that happen. I mean, it, it, he could have broken his knee, right? Like, you, you really yeah, had, absolutely. based on how long he was on the ground, you really had no idea uh what was you know what what it could possibly be and i mean everyone it was just silence here at course field as, as you'd expect when when all of that was happening but um but yeah he was able to get up and walk off on his own power which was a really good sign in itself you kind of figured if you know if he'd broken his patella or something he's probably not walking off the field yeah, under his own power right, right. so that, that was that was encouraging yeah, that was a really good sign. But yeah, I mean, could you imagine, Derek, like if we were going live right now talking about, you know, a no, serious don't. like please don't. Just yeah, don't. like don't even say I'm not I'm not gonna I'm there. not gonna go there. But <laughs> but this is I mean, this is just such big, yeah. big news for the D backs that Corbin appears to be just fine. He might still miss some time. I mean, maybe the D backs do decide to to put him on the IL. Um but it, it doesn't appear to be anything serious. And I, I can't even begin to think about where this fan base would be if if we were talking about a serious Corbin Carroll injury right now. Ryan was ready to give his knee. Um, yeah, and right. I, I, I probably <laughs> would have too. Mine probably isn't very good, but I'd still give it just for, you know, the cause. Uh, I, I think there's another thing. I don't know if this ran through anyone else's mind, but it did with mine when he was down for so long. Was that, you know, Corbin Carroll's speed, obviously, is such a big part of what makes him fun and exciting as a player to watch. And yeah, it's a great point. Last thing anybody wants to see is Corbin Carroll injured. That's going to uh, take take away from that. I mean, the Diamondbacks have a guy on their team whose entire career was changed by knee injuries. And I don't want to even put that in the same atmosphere universe as, as you know, what happened to Corbin tonight. But it, it does. It is a real it's a reality check that you your career can be changed by by an injury and uh 
you know, Corbin Carroll must be protected at all costs. I don't know what we need to do out there to protect him more, but I mean, obviously, um, you know, it's like, it's like me with my daughter. She's 12. I need to learn to just let her go. Things might happen. Uh, I can't control everything. And I feel the same way about Corbin. I just, I want to make sure that he's okay all the time. Thank, thank God for wall padding, right? That's, God, that's the, that's the takeaway of tonight. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we talked about the D-backs kind of dominating this one. Tommy Henry uh, pitched. He was a starting pitcher. Uh, his line, he pitched five and a third innings, gave up seven hits, four runs, four earned, one walk, three strikeouts. He was okay. I mean, even good, you could maybe say, for a Coors Field start, but sure. um, really just been okay in his two starts against mediocre to bad teams. So uh, I don't know how encouraged you want to be by those two starts, but at least – uh, he was able to get through them, and the Diamondbacks were able, you know, to to use his outings to to get success. Yeah, his his stuff is still down a little bit from what we saw last year. He averaged just over ninety uh, with his four seamer tonight. Last year, it was ninety one point six is what he averaged. So we're still down today. It was one point two miles per hour on that pitch. He threw a ton of curveballs. Uh, he threw 40% curveballs in this game, 45% fastballs, 40% curveballs. Uh, the changeup and the slider, there were just kind of a handful of, of each of those. Um, but, yeah, it, it was okay. It, it was all right. I do have to say that, um, you know, even though this is Coors Field, there is an element of, you know, the competition that you're facing. And, and Tommy Henry has, you know, Fair. faced the Royals at home, Fair. and he's faced a, a very poor Rockies offense, at least right now a very poor Rockies offense. Um, even, you know, even in this ballpark. So I wouldn't say it was a great outing for him. Uh, he had six whiffs altogether. There's just hasn't really been much swing and miss in his two outings. Um, but yeah, he was fine, right? He didn't, he didn't at all, you know, prevent the Diamondbacks from, from winning this game. The offense got so far out in front that he was able to, to kind of relax, which is nice. But moving forward, you know, against better competition, I do think there's, there's some pretty significant room for improvement there. The D-backs now move to 16 and 12. They are eight games above the Rockies in the standings uh, as we head into the end of April. Uh, we've already confirmed Purple Hair Derek is on the way, so there's no there's no question about that at this point. I was really sad that we weren't live last night because it, it would have been fun to just to just just have me know. live chat like like live you know join you live from what the Dirty Heads concert uh no whatever whatever it takes Derek no, we just we so. the people just wanted you on live talking about <laughs> the enormous mistake you made by yeah, making this promise well, <laughs> I say a lot of stupid things on this show but I try to usually steer clear from committing to myself to doing anything like this and uh if my hair falls out through the like through the bleaching phase it's all your guys's fault I want you to know <laughs> it's on you uh, you're bad people, and you should feel bad about doing that to me. But what do we uh, what do we do if that happens? Because we still need something to be purple. Like the bed isn't off just because the hair falls. I don't out, know what to right? do. I don't know what to do. I, at that point, I mean, we'll maybe we we'll, maybe we just die the nubs at that point. But uh, <laughs> uh, the Diamondbacks need to be as relentless uh, with the Rockies as you guys have been with me and my hair. Uh, they need a sweep, as Bob Brenly said. They need to get greedy. Uh, they have not swept a team yet, and this is really the time that we need to see them put their you know foot down and and get these wins. These are the wins throughout this month of May. You know we've discussed the schedule and how easy the road is ahead for the month of May, but they cannot, you know they they just can't stop. They can't let up at this point. They really need to take advantage of playing bad teams like the Rockies. You've kind of described 
more than once on this show already how bad the Rockies are, which is fine. But that means that the Diamondbacks, if they want to really be a contending team in the National League, they need to to win and they need to do it uh, tomorrow, too. They need to just take the series. They need to not be content with just the series win. Yeah, I mean, the, the D-backs are just a significantly better team than the Rockies, right? I mean, I think that's pretty clear. And, um, you know, hopefully for them, this is this is a chance for them to go out and, and really prove that. Uh, I know you you talked earlier about um, just this this easier stretch of the schedule and how some teams have a tendency to kind of play down to the competition that they're facing. Uh, Tori Lovello was very adamant, like we we you know the Royals are a good like these are still major league players, right? And, and the same right. goes for the Rockies. You have to come in and take care of business, even if you feel that they're that they're better than than the team that they're facing. And so far, the D-backs have done that. I mean, this this quote unquote easier part of the schedule has has spanned five games so far three against the royals two against the rockies and the d-backs are four and one uh there have been some some ugly wins in there i don't think the Royals series was pretty uh but the d-backs are four and one and that one game that they lost they lost by one run and they very well you know could have could have won that game and, and been five and oh so so far it seems like the d-backs have, have come in and still played their game and, you know, this is what good teams do. They come in and they take care of business against teams that are lesser than them. And, and the D-backs have done that so far. D-backs are 8-6 and six at home, 8-6 and six away. Nice, nice, nice even spread there. And uh, have a chance to make it 9-6 and six tomorrow. Uh, but they actually still have some, some question marks. I don't know if Tommy Henry is the answer in their starting rotation. And I don't know how long he lasts. But uh, yeah. Drake Jameson made his first start back in Reno today. Uh, and it, it wasn't great. Uh, he went four innings. He gave up six hits, six earned runs. He walked four, struck out five, and threw 79 pitches. But uh, Jesse, he definitely threw one pitch uh, a, a lot, more than more than we've ever seen him potentially throw it. Yeah, 62% sliders. Uh, you know, the, he was sent down with the message that he got a little bit too one-dimensional. He was throwing too many fastballs and just trying to ride that into, you know, trying to get outs against major league hitters. And he was told that doesn't work. So go down to AAA, you throw 62% sliders. I guess you figure you're kind of, you're kind of making a statement there, but yeah, he wasn't, it really wasn't effective. Um, he wasn't really getting, you know, many swing and misses, as you said, six hits allowed uh, four walks, which I'm sure was a point of frustration for him. So yeah, I mean, Dre is going to have to earn his way back to the big leagues, and that's a that's a difficult task for him. I know he really struggled last year pitching in Reno. He had an ERA over seven pitching in Reno last year, uh, and that's why some people were pretty surprised that he even got the call up uh, at the end of the season because the numbers in Reno were just so so poor, even relative to the to the environment there. You, know, you kind of wondered if he was really deserving of that opportunity, but. Yeah, I don't think the D-backs need to see a two-and-a-half ERA. You know, the numbers don't have to be pretty. Uh, but they do want to see him, you know, really use his secondary stuff effectively. And I'm not quite – he did use the secondary stuff, but I, I don't really think this was a huge step in the right direction. Patrick Lyons is in our comments asking if Uh-oh. the Suns won tonight. <laughs> and I don't – I don't think Patrick Lyons wants to go there. I don't. I don't think you want that smoke, Patrick. Uh, stick oh, to I baseball. Think that's exa- I think that's exactly what he wants. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we're talking baseball over here is what we're talking. Uh, we're also talking uh, Diamondbacks minor league. Jake McCarthy in his first three games back in Reno is three for 14 with a double and two walks. Still basically doing what he was doing, I, I feel like, with the major league club. Yeah, Jesse? Yeah, not a, not a great start for him. Uh, it's still really early. Uh, here he is. He's causing trouble as always. Covering <laughs> a baseball game. Thank you very much. Get out of here, Patrick. Scram. <laughs> now, I figured he wouldn't get through this show without a surprise appearance from Patrick at some Fantastic. point. Very easy to hurt that man's feelings. Um, uh, anyway, where were we? Uh, Jake McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, Jake uh, McCarthy. Yeah, not not a good start for him in Reno, but yeah, it's it's three games. I mean, I I know he really was not able to find an offensive rhythm in the big leagues and. Just because you're facing, you know, better competition, you're you're in some hitter-friendly ballparks, that doesn't necessarily flip the switch right away. So um, I still think the D-backs are, are going to be patient. I don't think they're too put off by the fact that his first three games there weren't great, but but it is something to to monitor. I mean, he also, like Dre Jameson, is going to have to earn his way back up here, and he hasn't really done that so far. Uh, somebody else that has earned their way up here is Brandon Fott. However, the mystery continues as to when we will see Brandon Fott as a part of the major league squad. The mystery continues, Derek. People want answers and we still don't answers. have them and nobody does. Uh, I don't know if the Diamondbacks have, have answers themselves right now. Uh, but yeah, Tori Lovello uh, yesterday was not willing to declare his starters for the Rangers series. He did make some comment about like, I know, I know why you guys are asking. Like, I know, you know, I think he's aware that we're kind of trying to figure out when this fifth starter will be needed. And, you know, if it will be Brandon Vaught, which it certainly feels like it would be. Um, but yeah, he hasn't made any declarations beyond this series about who is starting. Uh, I think it would line up for Zach Gallon starting on Tuesday and Merrill Kelly on Wednesday. Uh, but who knows? We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, what the hell happened in Mexico city? I know you were in Colorado. I know you might not have paid attention to it closely, but, uh, the Padres and the giants just, uh, had a home run derby, uh, under the guise of being a baseball game down there. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I love it or if I really love it, Jesse, but, uh, they set history apparently, uh, as you can see here, the first ever MLB game in Mexico city has gone final. The teams have combined for 27 runs. 30 hits, 11 home runs, 72 total bases, four <laughs> instances of back-to-back -back home runs. Inject it directly into my veins, Jesse. That's why. I mean, 72 total bases. If you cut that down the middle, like that's 36 total bases each. That's like each team hitting 12 triples, or like yeah, that's, that's a that's an absurd <laughs> number of total bases. Uh, yeah. Well, it turns out that you know Mexico City is is not Coors Field. But it might be even more hitter friendly than higher Coors than Field. Coors Field. It is higher. Yeah, it's at seven seven thousand three hundred and fifty feet above sea level, something like that. Uh, the dimensions of that ballpark, I believe, are also shorter than the dimensions here. It's four hundred to straightaway center. Uh, it's like three twenty, three twenty five to the corners. So yeah, I feel like we kind of all knew this was going to happen. There were some articles written going into that series that. There might be quite a bit of there might be a lot of offense in that game, um, and you know you just kind of feel bad for for Joe Musgrove and Sean Mania having to go in there and you know <laughs> never I would never feel this, sorry for either this of those guys. insanely hitter friendly environment. But I'm sure it was a fun game. I mean, if you go you know if you go 
you play an international baseball game, maybe you don't want it to be two to one. You know, you want there to be a lot of action for the fans to enjoy. And yeah. boy, was there a lot of action in that. There game. sure was. <laughs> uh, the two teams combined for 11 home runs, including Manny Machado homering twice. And Jesse, this still this game does have a connection to the Arizona Diamondbacks, actually, believe it or not. Uh, the two de- teams combining for 11 home runs is too shy of the major league record set by the D-backs and the Phillies in 2019. I don't remember that game, really. Yes. 2019. They hit 13 home runs in a game. The, so the D, just the D-backs, not the D-backs and the Phillies combined. Just just the D-backs hit 13 home runs? That no, 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 no. The okay. two teams combined for 11 home runs in this game. In that game, the two teams combined for 13 home runs. Okay, I was gonna say that would that would really that would really something. <laughs> Thirteen that home runs by the uh, D-backs. <laughs> Take me back to 2019. What a magical time, uh, pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, what else? You got anything else for me? Did you find out who beat up Dinger? By the way, any news on the on beating up Dinger? We have we have no updates. I've I've tried to get. Patrick That's all I wanted hands, you to uh, figure out while you were there, Jesse. That's the only thing I asked you to do. Yeah, you know, DNVR has their ongoing investigation right now. And they're not uh, Pat- doing a good enough neither, job. Neither Patrick Lyons nor Susie Hunter were Look, willing to share any of any of their information. Hey, so sometimes here we are. when the police aren't doing a good enough job, you have to hire a private investigator to get the job done. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just gotta bring in an expert. You are my expert. So find out what happened to Digger. Uh Diamondbacks go for the sweep tomorrow. Are you sticking around in Colorado for for more for more baseball? That's that's the plan, Derek. I will, right. I will be here tomorrow, and we will be here tomorrow we with will. another post-game show. All right. Well, we will see you guys here tomorrow for that, and then we'll be back on Monday with our normal Mailbag Monday episode at 1 p.m., so make sure to join us uh, for that. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, We thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you got purple hair. (laughs) 